0: got to make them understand you can't even bribe them the only thing they care about is Hold to a- yes and what do you do
1: you're the expert what do you think
0: i've no idea this is my
1: first time in the zone it's
0: crude stuff probably organic
1: think you can synthesize it
0: i might even improve on it
1: follow me here comes the drums so here it comes the sound
0: Hello, and welcome to Pull to Open, a Doctor Who podcast where we go through the entire show in random order. My name is Chris Taylor. And my name is Pete Paschel. And Chris and I are both
1: writers, fans, and journalists. We've always been addicted to Doctor Who, and we occasionally write about it. Yep, uh, but we always also have things to say about it, which is what we like to
0: do on this podcast, and we, we do it here in random order. We do like to talk. <laughs> we like to talk in random order. We should really just do all the segments of the podcast in random order. Like, uh, let's let's start off with the Clara Splinter, and we'll just you know let, 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 let let's just figure it out. We 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 like it timey wimey here in Doctor Who fandom. Anyway, the the timey wimeyness of our journey has been has been pretty wibbly wobbly. And uh, recently in our Wiblils and Wobbles, we we were at, uh, let's take it, in order of the, the last three, we were at State of Decay, uh, Tom Baker looking like a vampire amidst other vampires. <laughs> uh, we then went to Attack of the Cybermen, uh, Colin Baker being mean in general and uh, Cybermen uh, also being mean <laughs> and converting people. I meanness. And then and then super meanie Davros entered the picture last time in Genesis of the Daleks um, and created some super scary travel machines. And now we have arrived. <laughs> we left... <laughs> We left Scarrow, uh, not via the TARDIS, and we have arrived in the TARDIS, and on a random spaceship, we have arrived at Terminus. (laughs) Which uh, ruins our Baker
1: to Baker to Baker street. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) We had...
0: But, well, it's like, I, I don't know if you have this game, where, like, you know, piggy in the middle, and you just kind of throw a ball over someone's head, and that's basically <laughs> what's been happening. The randomizer's been passing the ball back between the bakers. Finally, Davison jumped up and caught it, and took us to one of the most forgettable Davison stories, I think. And it's like, literally forgettable. It, it's, it's like, you know, sometimes Doctor Who is so bad, it's good, and it, it sticks in your brain. This, right. I don't know if you've watched the the after party on Apple TV Plus, uh, I have not. I highly recommended it. Uh, recommend it if you haven't. It's very much like Knives Out, uh, but like an Apple TV Plus series. You know, it's well, uh, everyone at a party and someone's killed someone, right? But, uh, but putting it
1: on my list now.
0: Yeah, please do. Yeah. And there's a character yeah. named Waltz, and the old joke with Waltz is you don't. Remember, he. Nobody remembers him from high school, like he. He's. He, you know, he's not. He hmm. keeps trying to do things to be memorable, and nobody. Literally, nobody can remember his name. That is my feeling about Terminus, and that is why <laughs> I kept thinking throughout the week of the story that we needed to watch. I kept thinking it was Frontius. <laughs> they're, like an they're both yeah, one word. I literally just yeah. kept getting his name wrong. Like that's that's how how sort of non uh, essential this is so, but we're that's like the have... lazy the lazy <laughs> doctor who and is like where is this episode again terminus yes. oh okay just call it that yeah. and yet... okay just call it that <laughs> and yet out of nowhere the beginning and the end of the universe <laughs> right well that's the thing it's so
1: funny it should be super momentous and now honestly that that's like the one thing i really remembered about this mm. Uh, story was that it it explains like the big bang yes but other than that i kind of went back in and now i don't ever have to do that again
0: yeah the, the headline for this is big bang theory and then the subhead is uh sarah sutton and the slip um <laughs> oh there's that that's the other one right the other thing <laughs> yes. but anyway we're gonna, we're gonna get
1: before, to all of it in a bit before <laughs> we get, get to back that. To, we'll get back to season 20 in a second folks but uh before that a little business to take care of which is one hey we love reviews because we're a podcast. This is a podcast yeah. and reviews are the fuel of podcasts, just like something you would jettison into a void and ignite and create to the universe. create an yeah. entire, you know, space-time continuum. Reviews do that for us. So please go ahead right now, just as I've, uh, uh, subscribe to the show you talked about, Chris, uh, yep. while you were talking. You can do it nice. while we're talking. You can actually review the podcast while, whether you pause the playback or not. Just open it up. Hit that stars. Yeah. The five stars are always good. But, you know, honestly, leave whatever you want. Leave
0: uh, a few words. It'd be really great. And, yeah uh, listen folks we, we know we know you love to multitask you're a, you're a 21st century person everyone loves to multitask we're giving you something to do while you do the podcast hell you're probably listening to the podcast while watching Legend of the sea Devils um, <laughs> I true. know that you can do this you're probably watching it like for the 57th time um, and uh simultaneously this yeah. is the podcast we like the commentary on something else to activate another part of your brain so yeah just leave us a review and i understand that we have new reviews people have do been we- uh listening and enjoy.
1: We've got a couple of we've got a few reviews that came in in the last little while, so we haven't taped in a bit. It's been about two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, we had our special episode last week with uh, just checking out the Codex and see how much good Doctor Who we've actually done. And yes, there's, <laughs> the there's special episode, A.K.A.
0: Chris worries yeah. about having watched too much good Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> Tells well, you a about my personality. Well, most uh, most folks believe we have plenty
1: left, but um, there's plenty of pull to open if you're a new uh, fan as well. And uh, like some of these folks who have left reviews, they have, they have gone on binging it. So the first review is some, from a, a uh, listener in Canada. And it just says, just finished binging. It's five stars. It says, it's very fun to listen to the episodes and learn about Old Who, which I've never really bothered to watch before. And I can't wait to see what the first last episode will be like. Cool. I'm not I'm not quite sure what they mean by the first, last episode.
0: First, last episode. Okay. <laughs> I, I also can't wait to see what the first, last episode will be like. Wait, wait, wait. Does he mean like a... Uh, uh, what was it? Was a it regeneration a episode, survival. maybe? No, no, no. The last of McCoy before it went off the app. <gasps> oh, survival. Yeah, that survival. was survival. Yeah. yeah. I, I well, also made, can't wait to see that because I haven't seen that, so... I, I think that's part of the enjoyment of uh, us taking these new Who fans through old Who. Is for me, it's like I, I realize I've become at heart a new Who fan. I've watched everything of the new show, mm-hmm. and the amount because of the lack of repeats on British television, the amount of the old show I've watched compared to you is paltry. So it's it's like I'm educating myself as we go through. Um, so it's I think that that connects with a lot of listeners who are also new to classic Who.
1: It's definitely different lenses. I, yeah. I, I I haven't seen a lot of these classic episodes in a while. Um, I I did watch pretty much all of them when mm-hmm. I was in junior high and binge watched them even available again with my BCR. But I got to say the lens is different now. And we'll, we'll get into it in a few minutes. And holy cow, was <laughs> for this one? But yep. first, a couple more reviews. Okay, yeah. one of my here's another one. It's from a guy named Jason. Uh, I believe it's witty, Witte. Sorry if I'm uh, scrambling that, Jason. Uh, and it's from the USA. And it's one of my favorite who casts five stars. It's fun listening to these guys go deep dives into episodes of Dr. Who in random order, a fun mix of genuine conversation and
0: goofiness. Yes. Yes, it is exactly that. Yes. That's that's (laughs) what we go for. It's right at the top of our show notes here. Remember fun conversation and goofiness.
1: As long as it's not goofy conversation and genuineness, uh, you know, occasionally <laughs> we might funnest. do opposite day and do that. But hey, <laughs> that's, that's he, bullseye, it's, my friend, bullseye. It's all genuine. We're doing it live. All right. What's, <laughs> what's the third review? Third review uh, follows a little bit in the same spirit as the first one. So it's uh, Pie Adventure. Love it. Love that handle. Pie Adventure from the USA. Oh. Great show. Five stars this is an amazing show i've been listening to the older episodes and watching episodes they review next before listening and this show is the whole reason i got a brit box subscription to watch Whoa. the classic series and I, it has given me a whole new appreciation for not only the classic run but the modern one as well booyah thank you my yes. adventure and
0: wow another, Britbox. Britbox. <laughs> another Britbox subscription i think that this, this has been mentioned before in reviews that you know this is the only way you can watch classic who is britbox so we're giving britbox free advertising so i'm going to continue to uh say sort of slightly mean things about the britbox watching experience and various (laughs) problems that i've run into watching it i did have to quit the app several times during the watching of terminus just saying just saying but if britbox were to sponsor the show i'd really have only nice
1: things to say I think uh, everyone would have nice things to say. BritBox—it's a great place to see the show. Obviously, the whole classic yeah. series is there, and uh, you know they're not paying us at all. But feel free, go ahead, <laughs> go <laughs> subscribe. It's uh, it's kind of a deal. Um, all right,
0: okay. Well, <laughs> speaking of reviews, we, <laughs> <laughs> we we got a
1: review
0: the for the previous episode that we were stumped by. As you may remember, we have been asking you for emoji to provide us with emoji summaries of every story mm-hmm. in Doctor Who history and make us guess what story you're summarizing. And we will also add that into our codex, into our spreadsheet of the, the stories that we're visiting. So your your emoji will reign immortal like the three who rule from State to mm. Game. Uh, but there, were, there was one emoji brain teaser that, that had us stumped. It was, uh, if I remember correctly, a tooth, mm-hmm. a glass of whiskey, Right, and what was the third thing? A piano. A piano. Yes, that's mm-hmm. what confused. Like the glass of whiskey made me go to, um you know, twice upon a time. The piano made me go to Missy in the vault, and that whole mm-hmm. season. <laughs> Typical of the the show and the randomizer, it, it, I went to Capaldi references. Well, but... I, I fixated on the tooth because I was like, yeah. tooth
1: and claw. How is this tooth, tooth and claw? claw. It can't yeah. be tooth and claw. And it's not so. Uh, the person who left the review actually got in touch. It's a gentleman named Bob Gilby, and hi, Bob. his hi Bob, and his uh, handle was subtitles too. And okay, so apparently the tooth, whiskey tumbler, and piano are all references to wait for it,
0: the Gunfighters. Oh, okay, yes, toothache. Yeah, do you I'm remember not, this one? Have you ever not even, it? I've never seen The Gunfighters, but uh. I, I know it by reputation. Uh, it was for many years reputed to be the worst story in Doctor <laughs> Who history. And well, I, we've got so, a contender uh, here for that one. Anyway. <laughs> we do. Uh, we, we're going to match them up sooner or later. We'll, we'll do a special episode one time on what we consider the most laughable, uh, bad episodes of Doctor Who. Uh, but yeah, that, that is William Hartnell gets a toothache.
1: Yes. Yeah, gets a toothache. There's some teeth pulling, as I recall. So the tooth, te- the tooth, is a big part of that one. And um, there's a piano,
0: yes. Well, and okay. there's
1: the tune, right? And it's like the saloon piano mm-hmm. uh, tune that 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 they have throughout. And you know the whiskey tumbler. I mean, you know, it's it's the old west.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love that brain teaser. Uh, thank you, Bob. Thank you, Subtitles, too, for creating the teaser for us. Please, everyone, uh, send in your own. See yeah. if you, if like Bob, you can stump us. Uh, it's honestly not that hard and, and um, we'll add these to the codex we haven't done yep. it yet but do all
1: the ones we've gotten so far we, we're going to get them to the codex and as they come yep. in and we'll even put in alternates if you want to do yep. different takes on the ones we've already done uh and but it's a super fun thing sure
0: notes. yeah yeah so uh we we still have the prize uh, i feel like yeah, mm-hmm. I've, I've been falling down on asking you questions about the prize we will send the prize to one of our first 50 reviewers uh, d- uh let me see uh uh animal vegetable and mineral i haven't asked that question yet <laughs> uh i guess it's uh mineral uh, a <laughs> i mineral? mean minerals i don't mean like literally what it's made of
1: i mean the right. thing that it represents um yeah let's let's go with mineral anyway i okay. just
0: <laughs> all right all right I'm, I'm gonna continue the 20 questions uh in future podcasts we'll we'll get there once we get to 50 reviews you will reveal what it actually is indeed and meanwhile, on big news on TikTok, we are, we are well on the way to 10K. where, where are we? At? Uh, yeah,
1: we're, we're like, the virality continues. Um, we've been fueled a bit by a couple of like classic monster episodes. So Attack of yeah. the Cybermen, Genesis of the Daleks, both very popular. And we had a lot of good clips from those. But um, we've blown past 6,000 followers. We're about 6,100 now. Yes. And uh we're still looking to get to 10k and if we get to 10k it's it's actually notoriously difficult to send prizes to anyone uh, via TikTok. We TikTok. But we'll do something special. We'll do something special specifically and exclusively for the TikTok audience once we hit 10,000. So How about we we, um, could do
0: a, we could do a TikTok dance. Now that we're on YouTube as well, we can we can throw in some visual elements. So Yeah, I got some ideas. We'll have some fun.
1: We'll do some <laughs> some cool edits. All right. Um yeah. And we'll probably get there pretty soon, so we better start planning because <laughs> okay. uh, it's been we got about a thousand in just a couple of weeks. So mm. uh, by summer, we might be at the 10K mark. And so keep keep on sharing, guys. We'd we'd love to get more special content for y'all. Yeah, so one of the other been things...
0: talking about Genesis of the Daleks a lot mm-hmm. on, on TikTok. Yeah. There's a lot of reverence for
1: it. I mean, uh, expectedly so. We we obviously it's, it's rightfully considered a classic. We talked a lot about it. Uh, people love to sort of chime in about all the theories that sort of came out of it, as well as all just the the great um, sort of narrative structure there and all the cool things Terry Nation slipped into it. And within this, we also have our TikTok comment of the week. Yes. So it's uh, from someone named Slats22. And it goes, here's how it goes. Always my doctor. My first. Always. Tom Mm. Baker really broke the ice here in America. Public TV hid some of the John Pertwee apps but I think it ran some of the I don't know not sure if that's the right hit some of the John Pertwee apps He had them yes hey it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels so whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City go Kevin or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the Priceline app today your savings are waiting Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line.
0: <laughs> you have to go watch them in a special room. <laughs> uh. <laughs>
1: but I wanted to get this comment out there just because <laughs> I, I think we talk a lot about Baker and we talk a lot about the other Doctors, but really like you can't overstate how important Tom Baker was to Doctor Who just generally and just it being like the franchise it is today. And that appreciation it, yeah. really, really—I mean, it's—it's it's not talked about enough within new America. No one, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, we, Just, we sort of right. think it's like you know David Tennant kind of broke the mold in America, like he was the 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 Beatles coming to America, and then Matt right. Smith even more Ten- so. Tennant Smith, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but. But it wasn't. It was really Tom Baker was kind of a mini phenomenon here, and I, I didn't discover this until many years later. And it's so weird. It's so weird. Tom Baker is such an intimate part of my childhood. And I think the same as a lot of uh, you know British children of a certain age. You you know you hid behind the sofa Tom Baker episodes. It was just he was he was beloved. He was he was our Pied Piper. And to to then come to America and find out that many people here had that experience and grew up with mm-hmm. them. It was so wild. It kind of reminds me of my my dad grew up in Liverpool. He was a contemporary of the Beatles, and you know the Beatles were like the biggest band in Liverpool. And then to suddenly find out that wait, what? Now the the biggest band in the world. Uh, that's, it's sort of, <laughs> that's how I feel about Tom Baker. Like he 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 somehow managed to penetrate american geek culture in in that costume and like the first time you see it on the simpsons you 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 understand oh like this this is doctor who to americans yeah not Uh, even not even just geek culture i would say i mean whenever
1: i was tell people what my favorite show was when i was like in junior high Mm. high school and i would say doctor who and that you know it wasn't really a phenomenon so people would have to sort of Mm. think about it what is it and Mm. it's like well you know that guy with the scarf Mm. who travels around in space and like oh yeah you know, like that was like, like I've, I've at least heard of that. I've, or it's yeah. been on PBS once when I was, you know, you, I don't know if people flipped in those days, but they would they would have encountered Doctor Who in some form. And it was always the Tom Baker doctor that you could count on. If they knew it at all, that's who they knew.
0: Yes, just like um, sheer numbers of stories. He's yeah. he just most likely to be on screen. Well, also most likely if you encountered
1: it and for whatever reason were there more than 30 seconds yeah. You're kind of intrigued and kind of like, oh yeah,
0: this is this guy's entertaining. Yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. stick around for twenty five minutes. Who who wouldn't? With with that voice, with the eyes, with everything, it just Tom Baker is so eminently watchable that you just like literally anything else that he's in. I I would watch the uh, poorly regarded uh, Hound of the Baskervilles that where he played Joe. White oh yes. just, yeah, just to see him in that, you know, it's, or Nicholas uh, and Alexandra. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. or the, the movie where he's uh, Rasputin. Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah, so it's 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 great to bring more Baker appreciation. We we did spend a lot of our special episode wondering if we burned through too much of the good Baker, but I don't care. I, I want to see the bad Baker. I, I want to <laughs> see all the Bakers. I want to complete my my Tom Baker collection. That's that's a big thing driving me forward in this random quest. Nice. Well, we'll get there. Well, and thank you, Slats Twenty Two, for that comment and reminding us mm. just how important
1: Tom Baker is to Doctor Who and the Whole Who mythos.
0: Indeed. Um, Speaking so, of the Who Mythos, it's expanding by one right now as we speak. That's true. <laughs> Legend of the Sea Devils is screening today. It's, it's screening
1: in about 40 minutes here, yeah. uh, where I am anyway. I know that the BBC America is going to simulcast it with the uh, the British uh, broadcast. Now, we're actually so dedicated to this podcast, guys. Yes. I want to tell you, we're actually going to miss the simulcast. <laughs> <laughs> Which I was actually planning to do anyway because I want to watch it with my family. Yeah. But well, I'm going to watch it a little later at the 8 p.m. rebroadcast. So that just means I got to be completely off the internet for the rest of this
0: afternoon. Yep.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, don't even
0: do it. Uh, we yeah we we are avoiding uh, story number 300 in the Codex as it pops into existence in order to go to story number 125. Exactly. As, <laughs> not as not so even many down. like this is this is the most Huvian nerd uh, thing I think I've ever done is watch Terminus instead of uh Legend of the Sea Devils. Uh, <laughs> yeah, before focused on Terminus, talked about Terminus, because Terminus doesn't get a lot of discussion. It as, doesn't. Uh, as but as it will get in today
1: <laughs> of all days on Easter Sunday. Terminus <laughs> takes center stage. Finally Swear fealty to the randomizer. We don't care what's going on in the real world. The randomizer is what is what was, really is happening.
0: It just recently struck me again that like the the whole thing about the randomizer is it kind of reduced my overall level of Doctor Who watching. Like I'm not just uh, think thinking of random stories yeah. and going there. I my fealty is the randomizer. It it completely decides what I'm watching any given week, and even though my heart may sink when we go somewhere like Terminus, it's like. <laughs> that's fine i you know it feels like we're yeah. watching it serially even though we were doing the exact opposite it feels like we are just watching a show that was chopped up and out of order um, the randomizer works in mysterious ways it knows does. best though no. it does Super so new. before we get into discussing terminus it's time for that part of the show it is is, isn't and it? and i know you love this pete because it is your turn <laughs> <laughs> it is your turn at the at the helm of TLDW, and can I just say, I st- the the shame still burns deep <laughs> in my bones, like radiation poisoning, like like I'm a laser or lazar or whatever they were called. We'll get into it, but I I feel irredeemably poisoned, <laughs> lasers, lepers, la- lasers, whatever they're called, uh, by by my inability to summarize genesis of the daleks in three minutes it's still like you know we, we need a good narrative arc for pull to open is is my like this is going to cause my fear in every future dldw
1: well as disasters go i might give you a run for your money just because <laughs> the way i watched this one was so disjointed i watched like an episode of and a half like well over a week mm. ago and they're on my iphone and then the rest I sort of did on BritBox last night, and I kind of just kind of forgot a bunch of things and had to sort of go back and I was reading a plot summary like a few hours ago just to make sure I had it all together, and I kind of fell asleep during the-
0: <laughs> doing yep. that. Like I was yep. just
1: like, okay, I now just I've given up on like trying to figure it out, and I'm just gonna try I... to tell you what I remember.
0: It's 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 so good to hear that you were watching it a lot of it on your iPhone, which is sort of like. That's code for I was doing something else important at the time, right? You <laughs> just sort of, yeah, just prop the iPhone up there, and I'll get on with with chopping the vegetables because that's exactly what I was doing. I watched it while cooking because I'm like, well, oh, at wow. least I you something know, was <laughs> cooking. <laughs> 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 Sorry, something's cooking, and it's the Big Bang, um, and yeah, but you, it's it's one of those you know very eminently second screenable stories yeah. because so much is not happening but that should make your job easy and uh, here's well, how we do here's how we do tldw we do, we give 30 seconds for every episode of the classic show uh, this is a four parter therefore you get 2 minutes to just summarize terminus okay summarize terminus so good luck as i pull my Sorry. stopwatch get, out getting
1: rid of all my
0: windows Now yep. just a blank desktop okay that's right this is how we do it the 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 lights dim And uh, the the studio goes quiet as we ask the contestant, Pete Boshal, are you ready? I'm ready. Please give me a countdown. All right. In three,
1: two, one, go. Okay. Uh, Turlo's on the TARDIS, and the Black Guardian's telling him that he still has to kill the Doctor, so he messes with the, the TARDIS circuitry and... Uh, it actually tries to pull the space-time element out of the console, but that causes the TARDIS to break up. He doesn't fully do it, uh, but that what it does is like as an emergency thing. The TARDIS locks onto a, a space vessel, and even uh, the doctor tells Nissa to walk through a door that just appears in her room so that she can survive. It turns out the door goes to this ship that is uh, transporting a bunch of sort of space lepers called Lazar's to a place that's supposedly going to cure them. And they don't, they figure this out as they sort of wander this ship. So everyone, Dr. Tegan and Turlow all go in uh, different times and they get separated. But it turns out this ship is going to this other place called Terminus, which is the place where that's supposed to cure all these uh, people who are uh, have this disease now. That uh, on the way there, that gets hijacked—not really hijacked, but these pirates go in and they think it's a, a rich space vessel with uh, stuff they could steal. But then they don't even realize—they don't realize. Oh, it's a bunch of diseased people, and they think they're all doomed. And they get to the terminus, and so terminus. Uh, actually is this weird-ass place that just is this happens to be in the center of the universe, and that's because eons ago that ejected some fuel uh, into a void because it's a time-traveling ship, and it blew up and caused the Big Bang, and now it's billions of years in the future, and there's all these weird slave guys who have b- weird bone armor or muscle armor, and they're kind of running the place, trying seconds. to cure these uh, lepers. Uh, but then uh, there's also this dog-like guy who sort of helps them and and you know puts the people in this radiation chamber which sometimes cures them and sometimes doesn't but uh, Nyssa figures out that it actually can work and so she wants to stay and help them uh, whereas uh, the, uh, the 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 guys there all need hydromel and she can also synthesize that so she leaves to help the people on terminus and the doctor na, goes na, 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 back na, 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 to the tardis na, na, with Turlow and we still want to kill him.
0: Wow! Yeah, you just about got it. You just about that that I will yeah, fully accept that's that. Close. I right. will fully accept everything you said there as <laughs> sort of p- perhaps the quintessential summary, two-minute summary of this bizarre story. Uh, you, there, there are many. I, I I couldn't How many tell holes? Was, yeah, I, I you couldn't could have tell fallen if, down.
1: Well, I kind of did. And I, I couldn't tell if I was, that was the thing about this one. <laughs> like, is this a nonsensical plot thread that goes nowhere or is it the plot? You know, yeah, like that's kind of where you're you're at with Terminus. It's like it's all rabbit holes. It's all rabbit holes.
0: It it, it really is. It, it it did feel to me like a Frankenstein's monster of a plot. Lots of stuff cobbled together, and you have all the stuff in the TARDIS at the start, which we'll we'll get to. But yeah, it did just we we talked in Genesis of the Daleks about the the sort of wonderful dream logic. Of Genesis, right. the Dalek. that there was good dream Like the things that didn't make sense, but it—it it just we went along with them. We were hooked on the story. This is the opposite. This is like more of an average dream. This is like really bad dream logic right. happening yeah. all over the place. Uh, all and, over the place here, a
1: and there's such a big chunk of like uh contorting the plot and to the stories such that let's put aside like there's all there's too many main characters so we need tegan and turlo just mm-hmm. to kind of go off for like two or three episodes and not be part of the story which yeah. is really like not good
0: Yeah, <laughs> but- T- tegan and turlo are basically parked in an in a ventilation shaft like they've they've you know <laughs> they're just we're just gonna leave them there this is their their kennel um, Yeah. I mean,
1: it's kind of like this really ambitious story that just doesn't really pick what it wants to do. Like, are you telling a story about the beginning of the universe, which is kind of intriguing? Are you telling more of a political or social commentary piece about medicine and disease? are you doing more with the turlow plot like advancing that in some way mm. with the black guardian which is a kind of a genuinely interesting thing they did this season it yeah. kind of wants to do all of it and fails on every single front i mean it, there's missed opportunities meandering yeah. plots things that make no sense and just things that look downright silly like those yeah. disco helmets and outfits with the
0: bubbles with the pirates it's just the pirates i that was actually one of my favorite moments of terminus which when they show up when when they show up (laughs) in these massive buck rogers helmets (laughs) it's so over the top that you're like wow this is going to be a pastiche of itself but no it can't even sort of bring itself to to do that like if you remember mysterio and how they kind of made that look good in the
1: second Spider-Man movie, yeah. even though Mysterio always looked ridiculous. Imagine Mysterio just done completely wrong, and just on the lowest budget. I mean, those things don't even look like helmets;
0: they look like yeah. bubbles. They look like balloons. They do. And, and and apparently, one of them kept misting up. Like it just, <laughs> they, they they couldn't get any usable shots because uh, Kari's helmet, the character Kari. Uh, Liza Goddard was uh, just steaming up uh, the whole giant Buck Rogers helmet the whole time. Yeah, uh, and they weren't—they weren't even supposed to be worn. Like there was miscommunication with the costumes. There was mis- miscommunication with the costumes of the the Vermeer. Am I getting it right? The the uh, the the slave workers on board. Like they didn't, he, the the guy designing them didn't know they were supposed to be designed for combat. So the, these sort of yeah. rattling bone things, which actually looked quite good, I thought. I thought, yeah, you know, like, I agree. Yeah. It, when they're that just standing still, they yeah. kind of look like you know they should be in a production of Dune, um, right? Yeah, definitely some Dune vibes there. It doesn't sort of get the the sense that they are slaves for a corporation, but hey, you know, but but the, here here's the thing, so. Terminus was kind of famously affected by industrial action, like there was an electricians' union strike. Like they barely had any time to film it. Peter Davison was just mortified at like how bad some of the scenes were because they were just rushing through stuff and not doing enough takes. Right, mistakes um, were made. Mistakes <laughs> were made. So that's the reason why the other thing this reminds me of, and another recommendation I'm going to give you of something to watch on streaming, it's called oh. the go, It's called the Goes Wrong Show, and you could <laughs> You can watch it on Amazon Prime. It is hilarious. It actually started as a, a West End show in London. Um, and you you just go to the Goes Wrong show. It's, it's about a group of actors who are sort of trying earnestly to put on a genuine performance in a haunted house or whatever. But like everything just keeps going wrong. The scenery falls apart. Uh, you know, they forget their lines. They say their lines at the wrong time. It's now Wow, there's two seasons of this thing. I just Googled it. Yes. Yeah. And it's so good. Like there's some are better than others, obviously, but there's one episode where everything ends up at 90 degrees or like they built the set too small. So they have to, the actors have to squeeze (laughs) into, just so, so good. And you know, when they hit it, they hit it. But that kind of was the vibes I got here. Like every like the the fight scenes are bad. Uh, Peter Davison does, does his best. You know, he's, he's a canny stage fighter, but I'm, I'm sure he was, upset that he didn't get more opportunities to make the fights look more realistic.
1: Yeah. I, I say terminus it's, it's, it's funny. Cause I, I almost have fond memories of it uh, again, mm. to your point earlier, it is forgettable. And I, I don't think about terminus much, but <laughs> recall that my first uh, episode of doctor who was modern undead and
0: right. it right. drew me in.
1: So this was really the second story I saw. So, I I was so willing to go with so much of this, right? Like, Mm. and the idea that in the second story I saw, they're actually explaining the Big Bang. I thought, like, as a kid, who had just kind of been learning about the Big Bang at the time, I think it was about 11 or 12, like, it's like, wow, you know, this is cool. And it's it's telling a fun story around this. Uh, Plus, there's the whole thing with Turlo being the bad companion, which I was really into. And various other things. Like, there's a few moments of, of peril that don't really make sense in hindsight, but like when the Lazar's all come out of the uh, prisons that they're in in the the transport ship, and that's kind of a scary moment, you know. And um, it is, so, and it's so... <laughs> But it's it's <laughs> funny. Like uh, I remember sort of thinking when when the randomizer took us here, and I heard about it, it's like, oh, terminus, that'll be fun. Hmm. Then I come back, watch it. Holy like it was all there were just so much stuff that just makes no sense and people mm. I, I got a strong sense of people kind of going through the motions yes. of a character archetype rather than actually doing what they're doing like for example like who's the guy who's one of the veneer who is has the most lines uh valgaard yes mm. he kind of like i think the cliffhanger to episode Two, I think it is. He's, like, killing the Doctor. He's, like, He's trying to him. strangle the Doctor. Yeah, but yeah, But, like, yeah. why? Like, what are you doing? Why are you murdering a bunch of people? Like, I... I, I, I is that who you are? Like, are you just yeah. doing that to be the bad guy we're supposed to not trust, even just though you, time, you're not fleshed episode, out at all? Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. it's like... What is what is even going on here? Like no one no one's motivation seems clear. The, the, the story, what it's trying to say doesn't seem clear. Um, but what the GARM, let's like, I mean, we could get to it, but it's like the GARM is like actually I don't mind the look. Like a dog head with the eyes or whatever. That that was fine. But he just seemed like he just walks in this robot way, and he it's just such a colorless thing. He's just yeah. so straightforward he's so clinical i mean you know kind of appropriately
0: in some ways but uh, it's not even uh, all you remember uh, is doghead he, he he was supposed to be in the shadows that was the writer's intent and he was horrified to see it actually realized on screen so definitely a lot <laughs> of a lot of miscommunication going on between the production crew behind the scenes that that made this almost hilariously unintentionally bad um but on on paper there are so many interesting elements and i i want to start with the TARDIS. Because mm-hmm. that that is where the show starts, and for the whole of the first episode, you get you get delicious TARDIS scenes, which is uh, I I always find enjoyable when we yeah. actually see the crew's rooms. I gotta uh, say, JNT
1: was really good at this yes. in terms of making the TARDIS not just a plot device, but also fleshing out like what is life on board the TARDIS like. Yeah, Can you get you
0: definitely get a sense of that here. It's the only era where we where we see everyone's rooms, right? And uh, and and in this in this one, Turlo is for some reason assigned Adric's room. Yeah, like, this is an an almost infinite ship with an infinite number of rooms, right? Uh, why yeah. do you just get? Why not well, just have, you know, a, yeah. a room devoted to all of your companions, Doctor? You know, just keep their room. Well, presumably it would be close to the console room,
1: right? Like this just to yeah. justify because it, it's like, okay, like an Adric's probably been there the longest. So it's kind of yeah. two things. One, that there's probably a pragmatic side to it. But the other one I actually like is that the doctor really kind of wants to move on. Like he doesn't mm-hmm. like, and that's not because he's dealt with it, right? Like he hasn't probably. Yeah. And I think there's probably evidence as we go through our journey that he never really properly deals with Atric. Uh yeah. And, but this is him kind of like, I, I just don't want to, I, I just want to move on like I, I don't want to yeah. talk about it I don't want to think about my emotions so I like that angle better and I wish it was a little more explicit and fleshed out but yeah. I have this weird memory and I got to throw this out there mm-hmm. because I, I I sort of just for the fans anyone listening do I do am I misremembering this maybe it was in a different episode where the doctor is talking to Tegan and Nissa, and they're like okay so well what do we do with Adric and the doctor actually tells them uh, let's give him Adric's room and uh, with, with Turla, yeah yeah and, uh does
0: that maybe happen at the end of modern undead i don't
1: know no i don't know because like i remember he shakes hands with turlo at the end of modern undead mm. and it's like i think you've already joined us and uh, I, I i don't know maybe i could be completely miss i might have been i was so obsessed with dr who at the time yeah. i might have made up a scene in my head <laughs> head from happened. the 80s yeah but the, maybe it's a deleted scene i don't have the dvd of this one so maybe it's on there but i i sort of vaguely remember him doing that like just you know, we need to yeah. do this.
0: So I did see this at the time. I did see Terminus at the time. And I, uh, you know, was wondering why it hadn't stuck in my memory. <laughs> you know, the answer is kind of obvious. on am rewatching it. But, uh, but bits of it did. And it sort of, it reminded me that in those days, you didn't sort of necessarily feel that Doctor Who was discreet stories, right? It was, mm-hmm. and especially in this era, it gets kind of very soap opera-y. Yeah, and totally. You could say that's the problem with Terminus, is it's too soap operay that we're we're sort of focusing on everyone's anguish without really exploring it. Like mm. it's the worst of the soap opera and the worst of the space opera worlds. Um but yeah, you, you you just sort of kind of saw all of Doctor Who as a continuum in the in the JT era, and this is part of it, especially Davis's, especially. Like it just it very much followed on with Turlough and the Black Guardian. Um, yeah, this is it very clearly immediately follows
1: mm. Modern Undead because Turlo's just getting his room. Mm-hmm. He's just in, you know, like, obviously, this, this is such a tight trilogy because Turlo is only bad for a very limited time in that he <laughs> is like, you, I, I suppose you could shoehorn maybe an episode between Terminus and Enlightenment, but that would be yeah. hard because at the very end of this one, the Black Guardian yells out, you,
0: you have one last chance to kill the yeah. doctor. You know, basically this is it. I know, I know I've given you 10 last chances up until now, but this really is, <laughs> you must kill the doctor.
1: And I remember even as a kid seeing that cliffhanger, it's not even cliffhanger because it does mm. enlightenment follows. But I remember thinking it was like, Oh, is there an episode five? Mm. <laughs> you know, like yeah. it's, it's
0: just such a weird way to end the story. Um, I think that that happens a lot in season 20, right? But hmm. but yeah, the, the Black Guardian, uh, the Davison Black Guardian trilogy is mercifully only a trilogy because there are only so many times Mark Strickson can say, but I don't know what you want me to do. Yeah. yeah, and it's Or some of like, variation on that.
1: This is the one episode, too, I would say that gets me to question the most, like, why don't you just do it yourself, man? I mean, you have the crystal thing, which apparently you can will to kind of sort of explode and. Yeah. render Turlo unconscious, which is like, well, I mean, I get that there's some kind of rules here, but I don't know what they are because you seem very powerful, but yet yeah. you can't do this thing to kill the Doctor, even though, and you can't even do things, you need this agent to do things like remove the space-time element from the TARDIS or whatever he's doing. Yeah. So, you and, and you're just kind of like, well, why, why is what Turlo says there at the end, towards the end, like, not good enough, where he's like, you know he's trapped on terminus like we could at least do something you know like we take the tardis away from him i mean i get it He's the doctor he'll probably find a way out of it but uh it's 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 you're really well, there just kind of thinking like what are the rules here because i i don't know what you're doing here buddy like yeah yeah
0: first of all the, the, the black guardian again doesn't really seem to have uh heard of regeneration uh, it's <laughs> kind of weird like he's seeing the doctor has regenerated and he's just like no we must kill him he's so two-dimensional and it's such a waste of valentine dial uh but yeah de- definitely talk about moments that like stick in your head as a kid like i was scared of the black guardian i mm. i found him a little bit creepy as a kid and now you're looking at the scenes where he's like on the TARDIS monitor and he's just sort of he's just sort of a guy who's been sat in a chair with a bird on his head right uh and just the lazy way that they shot that we're not he's not even looking directly at the screen
1: he's not even irl in this at all right like yeah. he's never actually in a scene with mark strickson he's just on the no. screen yeah
0: if he could appear poof in front of him you know part of magic and you know walk around the tardis threateningly as a as an apparition I think that would be great. That would have been a fantastic use of the character. Right, but which he kind of does in the next one, as I recall. Uh, I think in Enlightenment, they you know, they
1: finally get him. Uh, in, in, well, he was in, in Modern Undead as well. But yeah, I, I think it's just so one-dimensional. And honestly, is. if they're just going to have Turlo run around in ducts anyway, I mean, I would have almost preferred that Tegan and Turlo are just asleep or something, you know, like, I mean, like,
0: the ironic thing is that the, 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 uh, the danger, which comes way too late in Terminus, it just sort of randomly appears what the end of the third episode, right? Is the potential destruction of the universe as the cliffhanger. Uh, like suddenly the stakes have been raised the entire universe and they've been raised because Turlo under the, under the guidance of the black guardian, trying to find his way back into the TARDIS accidentally, Pulls a thing or hits a switch or a lever or something. I can't even remember what he does, but that is what starts the procedure of dumping the fuel that's going to destroy the universe. So the Black Guardian, who wants like chaos in the universe and is somehow kind of expressing this through his desire to kill the Doctor, has accidentally, through his, you know, blithering, blundering uh, charge here, uh, set in motion the destruction of the universe. Now, is this is this what the Black Guardian wants? <laughs> well, is, would he be happy with this outcome? Like, is is this the the oh, you're only supposed to make the bloody doors blow off? You know, from the Italian job, <laughs> like you're only supposed to kill the Doctor. You've gone and killed the entire bloody universe,
1: Turlough. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, first of all, like, let's pick that apart a bit. Because even though we're kind of fast forwarding to how, what if the evil plot had succeeded, I think we got to yeah. go with this. Because one, it, we makes, gotta no, get that. it makes no physical sense. Like, th- at this point, Turlo is all, still on the the other ship, like the, the yeah. transport ship. He's not on yeah. Terminus. So why would anything he does to the doors or whatever he's doing there affect Terminus at all? Like, I don't get that. That doesn't make any sense. Dream and logic. Then, yeah. And then it's like the um this is like this, as I as you know, we have our regular feature. What if the evil plot had succeeded? Like the only evil plot I see here is Turlow's and the Black Guardians, right? Like there's yeah. arguable stuff about Terminus Incorporated, and we'll get to that. but the evil plot like that he wants to kill the doctor by any means necessary, the black Guardians, through yeah. Turlow. Yeah. and but the thing is, if that succeeds, to your point, the terminus's engines would detonate, <laughs> causing the destruction of the universe. It's like, oh. Okay, well, wait a second. Maybe, uh, like, I actually would have loved to see, uh, again, so many missed opportunities. Like, if the Black Guardian had said, Oh, actually, wait a second. No, no, no. Go help the doctor. Go, go, go. You did too much, dude. No, no, no. We, we can't, we <laughs> can't exactly blow up.
0: Like go go they, find the
1: calm. If they suddenly just realize they're, they're, you know, strange bedfellows and they just have to start working together, the doctor and the Black Guardian, that might have been a really cool ending to this plot twist. Yeah. But uh, yeah. uh, as it is, it's just like the Black Guardian is just like no kill, 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 do this thing, etc. And you just you kind of like, dude, it's getting repetitive, and like, kind of like,
0: why? Like, why are you even doing that? Like, how is and that part helping? of what's hidden here to just to get back to the TARDIS and maybe close the loop on the TARDIS stuff in this episode. This is so Turlough gets into the heart of the TARDIS, which we we don't see again until Bad Wolf Parting of the Ways, right? Right. Apparently. Uh, you know yeah, got, so a, like, got a little bit of makeover since then so huge yeah. huge yeah so it's got a lot more lights now um the, the black guardian does say that's that you're touching the heart of the tardis and that's the exact yeah, terminology they use in uh, the I think the heart Boomtown. of the tardis is is exposed and uh, and the tardis basically starts to fall apart that's why the the adventure happens you know the doctor forces necessary to go through this door because it's better than the whatever the right. thing is that's in her room or that's dimensional actually- instability or something. Yeah. So actually the TARDIS is starting to fall apart. This is a hugely fascinating concept. And, and then it, it's supposed to lock onto the nearest space vessel. Okay. Uh, sure. We've never heard that mentioned before. Fine. I've never I'll worked before, with work, Chris. Never had to work before. Uh, I'm maybe the that. doctor. I like that bit. You know, you, you
1: yeah. could, I, I completely give doctor who writers and producers license to make up new TARDIS things and just say it either yeah. never worked or whatever i just installed it it doesn't really matter snap your and fingers is, door opens what else? okay so maybe not yeah, that one
0: <laughs> terminus is is one of those uh doctor who trivia questions i think it's it's the only show at least in classic who where uh you see the interior of the tardis but not the exterior
1: hmm.
0: right yeah i guess so apart from the 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 heart bottle episode or whatever that was
1: uh, unless you're thinking that the chameleon circuit's actually working, which I think is a theory well, on this.
0: Yes, that is the theory on this. That we, when we see the door on the other end, uh, which has got that, what I cannot help but think of as the Grateful Dead logo, <laughs> they're basically Not the only the, one. The, the scary thing about the first episode, for most of the first episode, is that they are being followed by the Grateful Dead logo. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh no, a bunch of hippies! Uh, you know, and then and then the... Uh, well, that's the why lasers. the doctor wants her to go and through it. the door, right? Hey, like, that you'll never hey, get another chance to hear exactly. the dead. It's Jerry's last concert, right that way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you go through I, this, uh, I, yes, Get me
1: some autographs and, and take my... I, you know my eight track. <laughs> <This laughs> yeah,
0: get a get a recording. You know, <laughs> see which which version of uh, you know friend of the devil they do this. Time. I yeah, it's it's so weird, but it's but yes, it's literally the chameleon circuit Psychot- functioning as it's supposed to on the other end. Of, of I guess, the but tuts. that's not really
1: explicit. Like I found it really confusing that the 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 door was going between like the hallway and the Deadhead logo. And you're just like, well, wait a minute. Wouldn't it be more clear if you saw roundels, you, know, yes. you know, toggling between that? You know, then it's like, oh, that's the TARDIS, right? So I, I found it like that was just a weird choice without spelling it out. If, if again, I think this is mostly headcanon. If you think, oh, it is the Chameleon Circuit, then okay, it kind of makes sense. But other than that, I'm just like, eh, I don't know, man.
0: <laughs> you know, it, it does. There are a few moments of Terminus that are so bad they're good. And I think one of them is the Doctor's most heroic action throwing a chair to jam (laughs) the door open throws this like super cheap 1980s plastic chair jams the door and that saves the day and he can go after nissa i guess Um, but then
1: the door closes later so then that sort of
0: doesn't that render that a little meaningless you know it's not clear exactly what the rules are and whether he can just stand in front of it and click his fingers (laughs) You know, maybe maybe it's a finger click situation. like River installed the finger clicking device throughout all of space and time, just so the doctor could get out of situations like this. When he's on terminus. I mean, <sighs> speaking of plot holes. That's <laughs> <laughs> all we're gonna be discussing. So yes.
1: I'm just gonna rapid fire through like yep. I put a list of like questions that why doesn't this work? And you know, like honestly, like I'm gonna I'm I'm picking at it, I admit I'm being kind of a jerk here, but I'm also like I'm genuinely asking and I would love to if you stop and maybe on a couple of them and like maybe these do actually make sense because I do Mm. like explaining them away. And if we want to use a Claire splinter, that's a get out of jail. Jail jail free card. So, okay. She's she's all over the place here. I'm sure. So terminus incorporated is what operates this thing. Yes. And
0: okay. This thing is a healthcare facility. So far as we understand, right. What, What is the business model here? (laughs) what does the brochure say
1: (laughs) I'm really wondering because it's like okay so this again I think could have been a really good social commentary on possibly private healthcare right like if they had actually gone that way I think this could have actually been really strong because there's a You know, it's clear there's a corporation running this, and they're doing a horrible job by Mm -hmm. not just using a slave workforce, but not even researching and improving upon their treatment, which would help you market this place. Because so it sounds the like the really bad, because Olvir <laughs> thinks yeah. everyone's going to die, and it doesn't work at all. So they
0: got some they got
1: some work to do there.
0: So yeah, all uh, over the space part, yeah. So so basically, the brochure for Terminus would say, "Here's a healthcare facility for your leprosy, uh, your space leprosy, and we here we have our friendly gum." who's going to blast you for so the cover with... of the brochure by the way. Yeah, yeah, he's on the cover. The big staring red eyes, like friendly dog, friendly dog vibes. Um, our gum who has no free will and will <laughs> He has no free will. The, the to, yeah. He's at the helm of like this radiation procedure. Like he, he's going to be your surgeon and he may he may kill, like there'll be tiny fine print at the bottom like, you know, uh, death occurs in over 90% of radiation cases. Uh well, and remember if anyone <laughs> to tries back, to, it accepts no responsibility. If anyone
1: tries to inhibit him with a laser and try to shoot him in the middle of your procedure, he's completely impervious. So don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, does a lot of a lot of laser firefights happen in your hospital facility? Does that happen? Is yes. that like, why would you put that in the brochure? I don't yeah.
0: know. Yeah, and please come come to visit Terminus. We've placed it at the center of the universe because we're cheap. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we're basically building it on board a structure that's been there before that may be left over from a previous universe. So well, we I, saw that. We bought we poured it up. <laughs> like yeah, turn this average, into a healthcare facility.
1: The average travel time will be the same for everyone in the universe. <laughs> that's the idea.
0: <laughs> Do not
1: no favoritism whatsoever.
0: Yes. Okay, okay so don't. we is it time to deal with the center of the universe and the Big Bang? I think it is. You know, let's skip ahead. Let's do it. Even though I've got let's, a lot more <laughs> of these plot
1: points. They're kind of all about Terminus oh, yeah. Incorporated being silly and bad marketing.
0: Oh, please, oh, <laughs> yes. let's go ahead. But, you well, know, I if mean, there's want to say about
1: Terminus Inc. Alvier is like, we're all going to die. Why does he think they're all doomed? Like, if anyone, like, basically, the cure for Lazarus disease sometimes works. We know this, yes. right? So wouldn't that be known? Wouldn't wouldn't as Terminus Incorporated, you'd want to advertise that? And isn't this why the Lazar's are coming in the first place? So yeah, how are they paying exactly? They they don't seem flush with cash. Yeah, totally. It's like, but they do say it's sort of from a rich sector. So it is like this thing, I guess, in rich cultures in the universe at this point that you have these leper colonies which I, I could go with. It's fine. Uh, but well, it's, yeah. Lazar, how would
0: Lazar's disease, like, let's talk about Lazarus disease now. Like, Let's it, talk about that, because yeah. it is, you know, um, we expect parts of Doctor Who to, to not age well. We talked about that, the talents of Wang Chang and, you know, obviously the the, the casual racism of, of some areas of 70s Doctor Who. This is so bad and aged so badly. You know, the treatment of basically what is basically space leprosy here right you know it's they they are treated even by the doctor in in the, the that first episode the, the you know the first cliffhanger with a the threat they're treated by the even the doctor as sort of unclean unclean yeah right yeah. which is very yeah, really. old school old school incorrect version of leprosy and what it does to you um they are they are not allowed a voice in this script mm-hmm. like you know not until nissa becomes one of them Right, uh, she's in the she
1: prison could... with them or something, one of those cells yes. in episode three. Yeah,
0: Nessa basically becomes the white savior of, of the lepers. by becoming <laughs> white say that. Pretty much. Uh, increasingly white as she loses more of her clothes. Um, <laughs> it, it's it, But yeah, it, even Mark Strickson, Turlow, at the time, apparently objected to the... He, he said that this plot was sick. And yeah. I, I don't think he meant this plot was sick, dude. I think he meant, <laughs> I think he meant it in the British sense of that was right. sick. That was just sick. I, I don't think Peter Davison was happy with it either. It was like, it was kind of the last time you could even get away with this presentation of a uh, very misunderstood disease. Yeah, very much. And um, it, it doesn't even follow its own rules. I'll
1: say, cause yeah. there's a bit, where the doctor says don't touch them and yeah. that implies that it's you know transmitted through touch so then mm. how does nissa get it because yeah. i don't think she's touched and tegan is like mm. tegan's grabbed through the door and she not only that groped, yes yeah she's groped all over and and the, the Turlo even grabs one of the hands to free her so wouldn't they be infected if it is spread by touch Yes. Uh, so like, how come that doesn't, that's never talked about or dealt with. And at the same time, um, you know, how could this even develop into some kind of intergalactic problem? Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, it's like, okay, pretty straightforward. You quarantine these people and, you know, do your best to help them. And, uh, and, and again, why is it only terminus is mm-hmm. able to, like, it's just radiation, right? You're basically doing this very, you know, broad spectrum radiotherapy, <laughs> Unless there's something really <laughs> special about the radiation terms which it could be, but they don't really say much about that. Yeah. You know, they don't really they just sort of go, Oh, they just put him in this engine room and hope hope for the best. It, um, yeah, it requires special big bang radiation. Yeah. Why do you gotta go into an intergalactic cruiser? To go to this one spot because I guess again the marketing for this place must be amazing. Except it didn't hit reach Ulvir, so
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. First of all, we will dress you in sackcloth uh, for the f- the full experience. Maybe it's actually <laughs> a vacation for like super rich people, and they're just cosplaying. lepers like we- we're we're going to, you know, we're going to treat you like dirt. This is going to be the only experience you you've never had as the wealthy of the universe. Like we're going to pretend you have this disease everyone's going to be told not to touch you and at the <laughs> you'll be completely silent the whole time no one will learn your stories um and yes and at the end of the day you you'll get free healthcare because some random scientist from Traken will decide <laughs> to come along and improve our facilities um don't forget promote. you get to
1: scratch a big dog behind the ears and Aww, be, oh, yeah. it's good. Such a satisfying thing. Oh, it really is. Big red eyes looking up at you or down at you rather. Thank you so much. But, um, <laughs> yeah, this <there's, laughs> none of this makes sense at all. But again, yeah. like I would have loved to see, you know, if you talk about the the guards, oh, well, let's talk about the guards and their hydromel, right? Like
0: it's yeah. never really talked about what hydromel is. So, yeah, so they're addicted to hydromel. They tell us they, they so, need it. For some reason, we don't know why. Is it, is it an
1: actual addiction, or is it a physical need? Because if it's
0: a, it feels like it's a physical
1: need. Because this at the end says they'll, she'll actually synthesize some for something, mm. you know, some replacement. Whereas, like, well, if it's just a, like a narcotic or something, wouldn't you want to sort of wean them off it, and yeah. figure that out?
0: Like, uh, I don't know. It's, uh, it's just visually, visually, hydromelon is very cool because it comes in, you know, like if you're gonna like get colored uh, water. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. If you're going to get addicted to any like future space drug, make it one where you have these colorful, weird like glow stick things. A glow stick that you basically insert into your chest. Uh, hmm. Is that seems like a cool space drug? And I wish they'd they'd uh, explored Hydromel. At all. I'm not so sure about the name. I think that needs a little work. Yeah, hydro well, it's watery. Yeah. Well, I guess it's like, it's like water it's like, honey. It's its like when, right. you know, after Bonnie Langford's been in the show, a hydromel. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't that's, know, like, what is that's this? That's when thing? Mel goes to the pool in Paradise Tower. Like <laughs> there we go, hydromel. Um, but yeah, some explanation of that would be cool. Apparently, Nyssa can synthesize it. Mm. Um, and improve that, on it. And improve on it. So basically, Nyssa ends her journey in the TARDIS by becoming Walter White. Uh, she's, <laughs> she's just like of Hygramel she's, cooking up, she's yeah. cooking up blue hydromel on on Terminus for all oh, the gods. man,
1: I just you know <laughs> I see the line with her talking to Volgar or something like you want to cook <laughs> yeah,
0: let's cook <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, Yeah, and, and it, it is I totally forgotten that Nyssa leaves at the end of this episode mm. uh, yeah. and I was like oh good when it finally happened I'm like oh good something like something to make this <laughs> worth it. At least she experience. got out of here,
1: you know, mm-hmm. good, good on you. Although she has to stay in terminus, which sounds like nothing. I would ever want any companion would wish that any companion or even any monster. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's very notable for Sarah Sutton leaving. Uh, apparently it wasn't her idea. They just wrote her out of the show um not really sure why i assume it's because of the crowded tardis it was this is also the last episode to feature yeah. like four people on board the tardis until the Whitaker era um,
0: well as as full companions i mean you have river amy and rory right. at various points yeah. and it's arguable that that's that she's a companion she's really beyond companion is river. well and also um, amy and rory are kind of almost the same person <laughs> yeah they're a unit they they come yeah. as a pair um yeah. So it, it definitely was a crowded TARDIS. Uh, and it, it's interesting that, you so Davison really, you know, again, Davison made the argument he's, he's in many ways, one of the most poorly served doctors in terms of like his level of ambition, mm. of what he wanted his doctor to be, and, and the fact that he was handed scripts like this. And he missed Sarah Sutton. He, he thought that Nessa was his best companion and they actually uh, not ad lib but they they kind of just uh, made up the scene they it was supposed to be a handshake instead the, the doctor gets a kiss on the cheek yeah yeah which is nice uh, and i gotta yeah, say i yeah. do
1: i do disagree with peter Davison that nissa was his best companion i think she's she yeah. serves the companion role probably the most well in terms of the straightforwardness of it that she's mm. there to kind of help the Doctor and and help, you know, be that ba- sounding board. And because she's more of an equal scientifically, that becomes uh, probably even a little better and there's more of a flow to it with Nyssa. But I do like, I, I prefer Tegan, honestly, just because I want mm. a little bit of conflict in the TARDIS. I want someone who's keeping the Doctor on his toes. And I think you see elements of that in the better companions in Nuhu, like Donna and Bill in particular, I think are great. Uh, foils for the doctor simply because they do sort of question a lot of what's going on and clearly have their own ideas of what things should be which sometimes conflict with his so uh i'm I'm more of a fan of tegan in this era and i think there's a reason why she's thought of as the the ultimate davidson companion not just because she was in almost all of his stories but because i think she really works well with the doctor um, yeah. So, yeah,
0: yeah, we we needed we you know it's not a great story for Tegan. We needed more mouth yeah. from from the mouth on legs. Um, <laughs> yeah. It is sweet that but... they uh, they when when Nessa embraces Tegan, they say goodbye. Uh, there, there are tears in her eyes, and again, mm. that was that was genuine. That was Sarah Sutton just spontaneously bursting into tears having to leave that artist team
1: luckily not the last we heard from sarah sutton she's joined a lot of audios i haven't listened to them all but i did listen to uh the mutant phase which is one of the earlier adventures which uh has nissa and the doctor uh meet the daleks so that's a you know i would recommend uh so uh, and they continue her journey later when um i think at some point she's a much older Version of Nyssa, but she she right. resumes some journeys with the Doctor later and some other audio adventures.
0: And, and doesn't she doesn't she end up in Espace? Uh, I'm actually not sure. <laughs> story, apparently, I... that is the I don't want to say it's the end of Nyssa's story, but apparently that is the the big thing that they she and the Doctor and I guess the the rest of the TARDIS team visit Espace again, which is interesting given uh given the randomizer recently took us to the Espace story State of Decay. Mm. Yeah. Um, but, Although Nessa yeah, never went to Espace, she just heard about it from Adric. So, yeah, but she uh, she actually gets to go there in the audio, so it's interesting. But yeah, she she also before we before we take our leave of Nessa um, to uh, look after that Lazarus disease sufferers for the rest of the time, um, as far as the show is concerned, let's talk about this fact that that she did deliberately shed clothing throughout yeah. this episode. As <laughs> as a thank you as a thank you to the male fans, which and <laughs> Well, come on, did she really though? I that that's this is what she has said since yeah. that she uh, she got the notes uh, of complaint from her earlier costume where she was very trakonite, trakonesque right. and bubbled up. Yes, that's classic Nessa. Actually, you know, classic Nessa, classy Nessa. Mm-hmm. Um a very classy outfit enjoyed that and now here she is like going full full girls on film um <laughs> it, it is I mean, interesting I, I was reminded of uh what jnt apparently said about uh nicola bryant in attack of the sidemen which she went to recently that they had to you know tape tape her uh uh her, her chest down basically because the, the nipples were obscene. Um yeah there's a very similar situation here. There's lot little left to the imagination. There's a scene where she is lying on the floor that you just almost <laughs> want to like turn away from the screen, hold up a blanket, allow her to change. Like I, you know what I mean? It does it does get distracting a uh, from the yeah. story. Oh well, the but thing is I, I it is if it was her choice. choice, what the hell? Well
1: I remember like she takes off her skirt and mm-hmm. she's just in a slip. And I feel like, how does that help? You know, like to some, yeah. I guess maybe your upper legs are slightly less warm now, like, cause apparently the characters and I would say, believably getting feverish. Right. And so yes. it's like, she just wants to kind of strip down, uh, to the bare minimum, so to speak. Um, okay, fair enough. But I also feel like you, you under your skirt is another skirt. Like, like, again, I'm not expressing this as like, I want to see more skin. I'm just like, if that's your goal, uh, from a pragmatic standpoint, I mean, you probably should start shedding more layers. Um, So and again, I think I think you couldn't do it in 1983 or 82, whenever this was. In, in doing it in sort of a, in a modern way, you could do it. You could have, you could play it so that it's almost done for laughs and like, oh, mm. someone particularly who isn't a human just is like, doesn't see any um, shame or whatever in, in going mm. naked or borderline naked. That that could be done yeah. in a sort of believable, funny way that also, uh, you know, perhaps coincidentally, perhaps not also pleases the male fans. Again, I, I, it depends on what your level of tolerance is for gratuitous, nice like that. Uh, Here, I I just kind of don't see, like, you know, maybe I just, even at the time, maybe exposed to too much uh, American TV where it was just commonplace. You'd see girls in bikinis just any night of the week randomly, whether you were watching Little Love Boat or 90210 or whatever. Like, I never really thought much of it. Um,
0: it but. is. It's definitely an '80s time capsule in a lot of ways, and I think also of the the space pirates, Karen olvia Their their costumes, like they they look like they've just wandered out of a Duran Duran video, as well. Yeah. Um, they they just you know once they take those stupid giant helmets off, they're just they they, you know, Buck Rogers meets xanadu Uh, you know, she's got a very Olivia Newton John look, and he's. He's definitely ready to join like Haircut 100 or a flock of seagulls or <laughs> well, one of those new bands.
1: I feel like Nyssa in this episode, there's, I get some subtle like attraction between her and Alvir. And mm. I kind of wish they'd played that up as more of a reason that yep. she stayed because I yeah. don't really believe someone like Nyssa, who is fairly innocent. I mean, let's be real here. I mean, I, I would like to, I, I, I get her scientific. Um, curiosity about hydromel and terminus and lazarus disease all that makes sense but terminus looks like a rough place even it does even now that they've sort of led this revolution and essentially and now they're going to re- re- reboot it like i mean nissa and a place like that i mean i feel like the doctor is almost a little irresponsible like letting her go, like nissa come on this is a rough mm-hmm. place like this guy just tried to strangle me you know these people are part. You know, you 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 can't do this. Like this is you're you're not mm. ready for this. Like you need some yeah. help. But if if Alvier's there to to be her, you know her companion and love interest, then maybe that that's yeah. a little more believable and better for her. But they they never really, know, really explore that.
0: You know, you could do a lot worse than Alvier. Uh <laughs> You know, he's 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 a looker, and um, yeah, you know, he's he's kind of a, he wants to be an action hero. Um, master of disguise be... yes <laughs> he does lots <laughs> of sneaking around corners um yeah he did a lot of us yeah can i just throw in a random um one of my favorite random facts do it about terminus activate your personal the, randomizer the voice of the tannoy mm-hmm. uh, that you hear over the tannoy by the way they weren't allowed to use the word tannoy it was described in the tick. In the in the uh, cast notes as Tanoy voice, and they got a an angry letter from Tanoy Limited telling them to cease and desist well, using Tanoy the, the, folks. They're everywhere. But they, the voice of the Tanoy is Martin Muncaster, and Martin Muncaster is famous because if you've ever been to London, if you've been on the tube. You will you will know the words "Mind the Gap." Um, <laughs> yeah. he is that voice. He's the voice of "Mind the Gap," and. Uh, and here he is on *Terminus*, doing doing his best sort of voice from *Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy* impression. Nice. I like it.
1: Yeah I, yeah, I I think I've uh he's obviously done voice work because I I think mm. I recognize him from *Red Dwarf* as well, where mm. there was the um one of the food dispensers I think where he would keep saying "Enjoy your meal." Uh, I I just it just ding 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 on on my in mm. my head when I heard it again this time. Oh man, because I hadn't watched this uh since before probably uh Mm. red dwarf was even on the air and so yeah he's definitely got that sort of his pitch is just you know kind of agreeable but kind of quick and you know you 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 definitely he's got a voice that makes you want to pay attention which is exactly what um exactly makes it perfect It, it,
0: it feels very official yeah um but yeah, so just in general, a lot, a lot of half-assed things, a lot of missed opportunities. Possibly the worst scientific description in Doctor Who of of uh, an event like the Big Bang. Worst, well, let's, you know, yeah, least, least sciencey moment. Least sciencey moment, barring kill the moon. Um, I would say
1: probably, but you know what? I I think on this one, I I remember I, I remember being intrigued by it, and I'm still I'll still buy it. You know the way they explain yeah. it, so. What they say is that this ship is from some ancient race, presumably capable of time travel, which again, completely glossed over and that like well who built it or, or what yeah. if they're doing time travel stuff and make huge
0: ships wouldn't that kind of put them on par with the time lords i mean uh, yeah. I don't know. so yeah they're supposed to there's a there's a giant pilot in the control room throughout this that we, we're right. never sort of like we barely even but he's supposed to be a giant and i guess he's supposed to still be alive he's just living in slow time or something
1: was that what is it i don't know i always got the impression yeah. he
0: was dead but like i kind of what
1: the vibe i got there was from alien Right. Where you okay. find the, the pilot, there's a big pilot mm. in a big chair and there's something ancient here. And I feel like it was kind of ripping him off mm. that. Uh, yes. And it, it doesn't set out to answer that question. Uh, maybe Doctor Who never should. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I do like the idea that the universe started is it, it essentially a paradox. That something mm. from the future traveled back ejected something, whether it doesn't really honestly matter what it is, whether it's something exploding or not. I think if something ends up in a void and it's the only thing in existence that becomes the universe, right? Like that, that kind of makes sense to me on a weird level. Like, you know, you go back for enough, there's nothing. And then you create something just by virtue of being there. Very cool. What doesn't make sense to me is now that it's billions of years in the future, you could now destroy the universe with a similar act. I don't think it works the same way without the void, if you know what I mean.
0: like Yeah, exactly. So, you can't just yeah. undo a thing with the same amount of fuel that you use to create a thing. Uh, it's bizarre. Uh, uh, something else that's bizarre and, and unsciency is that you get maps of the known universe that apparently right. everyone can just instantly recognize. I mean, who doesn't know the, the known universe? <laughs> but, the exact center of the known universe, not the entire universe. The known! The the fact that they throw in known universe that kind of makes your sciencey head explode. Because it's like, the exact center of the quote-unquote known universe is not the exact center. Exactly. (laughs) It's so so pre-Copernican, the way that they're thinking about this. It's just, uh, the center and the universe is flat. Yeah, or I guess, I guess they have got the universe rounded a little bit because it's on an old, old-fashioned old CRT monitor. Well, you so. can definitely <laughs> tell this is like um,
1: cosmology from like 40, 50 years ago, right? Where it's the big <laughs> bang, it blew up. I mean, I remember learning in junior high school about... The difference between the big bang theory and the steady state theory and uh was there going to be a big crunch and cosmology and telescopes you know with the hubble space telescope has gotten way more advanced and it just Mm. it kind of looks really this this part has the science here has not aged well uh Because
0: now we, um, we, we have much better yeah.
1: understanding of, of you know
0: dark matter and all uh, dark energy yeah, the cu- and these other things and the curvature of the curvature of space the fact that you couldn't you essentially just couldn't represent it
1: right and it. whether and the, the debate on whether like is the universe infinite or not because it might be mm. depending on you know your perspective on uh, and that, that my knowledge here might be a little outdated because this is mostly based on you know reading Brian Greene uh, ten or fifteen years ago mm. so. Um, but there's there's been a lot of talk since and uh, about what, you know, the the nature of the universe is. And it's really evolved. And here it, it just sounds very, very linear, which uh, yeah. is just, yeah, it's too bad, you know.
0: Do you remind me with with Pandorica opens Big Bang and New Who? Uh, I know, you know, the the the, the twisty turny plot of that kind of loses its essential heart for me i i know that the the tardis reappears by recreating the universe in that is is the big bang actually involved in the big bang Ooh, that's a good question it's been a while like, it doesn't that long does but it, it wipe over this this terrible terrible version of creation uh sure <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's, let's just say that it does I mean that's uh, the great
1: thing about Pandora opens Big Bang is that you could use it to explain away any sort of yeah. timeline
0: shifts or or plot holes. Yeah, uh, it's Moffat literally rebooting the entire universe. Yeah. Uh, so the entire universe, let's just say, is never actually uh, created by a fuel dump from a time traveling <laughs> void ship.
1: <laughs> well, Doctor Who didn't stop Doctor Who from good re- doing it even before that. So the other explanations for. The beginning of the universe there was actually you know they actually talk about it in castrovalva the previous season but Mm -hmm. they never really explain the nature of it so you could argue when they talk about the hydrogen inrush or whatever they say in castrovalva they're actually like the thing that causes it is terminus so fair enough and then but then they actually talk about it apparently in slipback which was uh an audio adventure on the Mm. radio i believe And I actually never listened to it, but it uh, it says basically there was a ship called the Vipod Moor that caused the Big Bang It exploded and it was basically the Big Bang. Um, Fair enough. That seems a little incompatible with the Terminus thing. I guess you could really stretch it and say like either the Vipod Moor was the original name of Terminus because Terminus is also like the name of this corporation, which which came first, right? Right. The corporation or the ship. Uh, Or that the ship explodes on the fuel tank
0: <laughs> that terminus well, ejects. Hell kind of a Maybe, yeah, maybe it took two ships. So maybe actually there's there's <laughs> dozens of ships accidentally tumbling back to the beginning of the time. They all explode. That's actually what created the this big bang universe tech. is so it's... vast it took two ships exploding
1: yeah.
0: to create. <laughs> yeah, let's let's just pile more on. Let's just like have every <laughs> have, have a season of New Who where the entire season arc is like every single ship and it ends up going back to the beginning of time. They all blow up. Yeah. Although uh, yeah. You know,
1: all you all you need is a big dog creature to pull the switch back. To prevent all this from happening, uh, yeah,
0: he's, he's very he's quite Calvinista, uh from from uh, flux. Oh yeah, uh, that's right. There's, there's, uh, you maybe know, it's the same the race is... <laughs> yeah, maybe or distant I mean...
1: cousin. The way the Naimon and that uh, hotel creature were yes. kind of cousins.
0: Yeah. yeah, the minosaur. Yeah, that was that was an interesting one. But they I... didn't, for okay. some reason they didn't put a terminus reference. it works i wonder why so Uh, is this dealt with is is the breakup of the tardis ever dealt with again because it's such an interesting idea hmm. that the tardis starts breaking up in this is it uh, the the next chronologically the next story is enlightenment do you remember if they deal with it in enlightenment not really it's Uh, kind of forgotten
1: about and again it's forgotten about here even because it's like the doctor I mean, it, it, it sort of the TARDIS starts to break up, but then it sort of magically stops. I don't think the Doctor really even does anything he, other than throwing yeah. the chair because it immediately sort of goes into the ship. So it's like, wait, was the TARDIS breaking up or not? And then they he goes back and apparently like uh, it doesn't ever question or he, maybe he finds that the space time elements out of whack and he just figures, oh, it just happens <laughs> like my warranty right. right now, like nobody did anything. <laughs> so that's never really dealt with um although i think as i recall in enlightenment sort of there are other issues with the tardis and it has nothing to do with this though um you know things just blow up
0: well so so maybe this is one of our first answers to a regular segment of where is the clara splinter uh and the Ah. answer that she she has wandered onto the tardis from from the terminus ship um She's a laz. She's a Lazar. Yeah, she, she's yeah. a lazar. So people don't pay attention to her. She She's get get in anywhere and fix any plot hole. And she can wander onto the TARDIS and make sure that it's uh, the the process is reversed and that Turlo hasn't actually done any permanent damage. Right. Um she puts the space time element right back where it should be. Exactly. Nice. She's just good just job up clean up cleanup crew. And she has space to do that, right? Because Turlo is, you know, thanks to the Black Guardians. Uh, punishment regimen, the Turlow is knocked out on the floor at some point.
1: Right. In the TARDIS uh, yeah. at the end. Also sealed in the uh the crawl space for like two episodes. So that's a good yep. gap. Because she'd have to have oh, yeah, sterilization. Exactly. That's one thing I forgot in the TLDW, among other things, oh, sterilization oh, on yeah. the ship, which is just the like.
0: Sterilization. Dry ice is some, basically what's Yeah, is.
1: some random smoke here and there. Not a very good uh, sterilization procedure as sterilization yeah. procedures go.
0: Which which does lead every time the smoke comes in, it leads to this fabulous uh cough acting. Which is you know, a lot of a lot of actors going <coughs> Yeah. <coughs> As if we didn't know what
1: smoke inhalation did. Totally. Well, if you want something sterilized, remember, call nomad.
0: <laughs> uh, yes. And right. if you don't want to be sterilized, take hydromel. Um <laughs> That's so all it takes. Right. A little bit of green water. You are fine. Yes. So we talked about the evil all plot right. succeeding. Uh um, yes. The the Black Guardian, I guess, accidentally blows up the universe. That would be yeah. success. <laughs> success for someone. <laughs> um so why it would be then... success for Davros? Because yeah, That's no true. creatures left. He, yeah.
1: he would he's anyway. got a big poster of the Black Guardian on his bedroom wall, I'm sure. <laughs> um So we never really talked about why. Why did the randomizer bring us here, though? I think we talked a little about
0: it in the pre-show, but do we? Well, I think the randomizer is definitely interested in the TARDIS Hmm. and in the chameleon circuit aspect of the TARDIS, which is an evidence here. We were just at Attack of the Cybermen, uh, which is you know shows us the TARDIS actually changing for the first and only time, and. And here we have the only, you know, then Genesis of the Daleks, we have the only old old who that doesn't feature the the TARDIS at all. Now we're fully Mm -hmm. back in the TARDIS, the full episode in the TARDIS, but we don't see the exterior. The randomizer likes playing around with the TARDIS. It's definitely like quirky Um, TARDIS episodes.
1: Yeah. yeah. Even State of Decay. I mean, it was e-space, right? And there was a little bit of short Um, hopping going on.
0: Yes. Yeah, there, were, there was short hop usage of the TARDIS, which I'm also enjoying. There was there's the giant CVS receipt coming out of the TARDIS console. Mm-hmm. Can't forget that. Uh, but also, uh, we've been investigating the round things, the roundels, <laughs> as they are known in the old series. Because oh, we had right. the Doctor fixing the chameleon circuit with a, ra- a roundel. Here we open with, with Turlo sabotaging a roundel in a random corridor before Tegan comes along and goes, I've got my eye on you. I've got to oh, wonder, did they, ever,
1: did they ever pop the roundels before Nathan Turner? Like, did Nathan Turner I, basically I, decide, you know what? We're <laughs> going to find what's behind these things. Because he did it a lot. <laughs> he
0: did. <laughs> like, Attack of the Cybermen. Yeah, I, I think it was the to, one think, in, is there something in Earthshock, maybe? I, don't I think it's
1: remembering. It maybe. But I think there was one in Castrovalva, mm. where yes. he actually finds, like, some medicine or something behind one of them like it's a freaking medicine cabinet and it's like oh (laughs) these roundels they all have like little surprises behind them and one has the chameleon circuit and one has the space-time element or whatever and this is you know like it's a it's a place it's not just it's not just decor there's stuff
0: yeah it really you could use it for a quiz show let's find out what's behind (laughs) door number seven roundel number seven has a trip to terminus all right
1: i love it yeah quirky tardis through line i think it's better than mine the only thing i thought it was more just uh commentary the the we went to basically the highest of the high of the classic series mm-hmm. with genesis yeah. and daleks it's definitely you know on a lot of top 10 top five lists to terminus yeah. which
0: i might say chris <laughs> this might be the worst one we've done it 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 so is. It's one of those that you just kind of you you feel so bad in your heart for the show. Uh, I felt, I really feel bad
1: because you know I love Davison. I I actually really mm. think Turlo's interesting. Like I said about Tegan, I think she's a great companion. Uh, you know who you can't say bad things about Nissa. She's great, mm. and I want these people to have good adventures together. But instead, yeah. we get Terminus, which is a mess, as we've just discussed, and also two of them are completely sidelined. Yeah. Uh, it's just yeah it's it's not well served it doesn't this script does not serve anyone well least of all the regulars and it's i don't think it's a good example of uh good doctor who sorry
0: sorry terminus Lover. yeah david david yeah all three of you uh <laughs> yeah you know, Davison is uh, is is also he still knocks every line out of the park he's still we still get a sense of his doctor through through the really seriously crappy dialogue um hmm. he's trying so hard and you feel so bad for him with this so yeah. ill-served i mean you could, we, you know we've argued a lot about colin baker was ill-served i think Davison was for a lot of his tenure ill-served too in terms of his ambition for, with for colin, his doctor colin
1: baker did not have a vegetable to save him in certain scenes because <laughs> you
0: could always just <laughs> look at that celery and like oh doctor <laughs> the so celery is yes it reminds me that when we started our random journey with planet of fire we thought we were going to have a segment called celery watch uh, this <laughs> is uh Next opportunity to look at the celery. Yeah, this is pretty uh, textbook celery. It, yeah, that's wasn't it supposed to like protect against. Was wasn't there some explanation of the celery was supposed to uh, note radiation poisoning or something? Uh, I think yeah. it was, was gas.
1: It, there was like some gas. Yeah, <clears throat> some okay, verge, some spectrum. I, yeah, I think that was so, it. a certain <laughs> gas was present. That's what it would detect.
0: Shouldn't it? Shouldn't it wilt here? It was all the presence <laughs> of either radiation or sterilization gas on the ship, it or just really poor should. dialogue. it it wilts when when actually plot holes
1: strengthen the celery that's why it (laughs) looks so good here it absorbs (laughs) the plot contrivances and just just starts to bloom
0: get more nutritious oh my goodness oh celery watch all right so uh we've we've said where where clara is is there any other place to put clara that that desperately needs a plot hole filling
1: Uh well other than I i uh, only thing I can figure is she is a Lazar disguised as a Lazar and in in Mm. addition to maybe fixing the TARDIS that she seals she's the one who pounds on the grate to seal Tegan and Turlo down below, Mm. trying to shield them them from the Mm. horribleness of this episode, trying to just basically (laughs) keep them out of it and like guys, you want nothing to do with Terminus and the the big dog over there and these guys in the bone armor because Guys, you don't just want not,
0: no, no part of this. No. All <laughs> so, right. So yeah, she's she's helping protect and preserve the uh the two remaining companions, hmm. knowing that Nissa is about to leave to become a healthcare worker. Um yeah, so I guess it's just the question of is this if this is a Dalek or an Ogron on our rating system or a Viscount Banger. And um <laughs> It is definitely an Ogron.
1: Oh my god. It's like the drunk t- terrible, like low ranking Ogron who couldn't even make, you know, sergeant in the Ogron Corps. It's yeah. not, this is not it's a good bad. Ogron. Yeah. He's so, gar- okay. garb- scouring Ogron.
0: <laughs> so let's Moving uh up. let's not you know, let's hasten <laughs> onwards in our journey. Let's get Terminate back into the TARDIS. Our Terminate terminus. commentary on
1: terminus. It is over, folks. We've reached the end. Let us
0: open the TARDIS door that is briefly in Nissa's room and has the Grateful Dead logo on it, step back into the TARDIS, walk up to our randomizer, and see where we're going next. So Indeed. Pete, how many components does the randomizer have?
1: The randomizer is comprised, or composed, which I'm, I'm using the wrong word, is composed of two components. Uh, one is the codex, which I have open in front of me here, and you can check it out uh, by following the link in our show notes. It is a spreadsheet of all the episodes every single one of doctor who and we have just added the one that is being broadcast right now as we are wrapping this up number 300 legend of the sea devil so it is one through 300 and to find out which one we're going to chris what what are we what do we look to to find that random number
0: well, first of all, let's just say there's a one in 300 chance the randomizer will actually tell us to watch the show that's screening right now. Uh, I'm very excited about that. But uh, what we use for the uh, executor element of the randomizer is random.org because it uses atmospheric noise to create a true random number instead of just going down a list of numbers in an algorithm like a computer usually it does like a dummy. And... Um, That is why we use it. We feel that the randomizer is alive, it is talking to us, it is uh, sending us on side quests uh, like the Time Lords and often involving Time Lords Mm -hmm. and uh, definitely has certain patterns that we are going to explore further. So Pete, do, do you want to issue a challenge to the randomizer? I've just challenged it to take us to the very latest episode. Yeah, that's true. I would say
1: I'm gonna challenge it to take us to the very first episode.
0: <laughs> so the very the big bang of Doctor Who, uhly yeah, child. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Come on, randomizer, right. you can do it. It's either one or three hundred.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah. You you're you're staking all your money on one. I'm staking it all the <laughs> three hundred. It's gonna fall somewhere in between. I think that's a, it's a pretty safe bet. <laughs> it will be neither of us will be satisfied here. All right, you wanna give me a countdown? I'll
1: give you a countdown. It's in four, three Two, one. Could I have a lemonade? Two hundred and seventy-five. Ooh, we're in new Who, deep in the new Who. Yep. You're at the Eaters of Light. Capaldi oh. again.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's yes, that, that's my reaction to the Eaters of Light. That's the that's the it's the Roman era one, right? I, I think so.
1: Yeah. Uh, honestly like this is, you're getting me uh, uh, this late capaldi this is right before yeah. the big finale uh, of season uh, uh 10 i gotta say is... i i don't really remember this one um i'm sure it'll come to I, me uh,
0: yeah it's, i remember it's there forgettable. Was,
1: yeah there was the thing it's... with the ice warriors and then there was a, there was one after that, and I got I guess that was this one,
0: <laughs> right? There was the one that's set on Mars, and then yeah. there's this one. Yeah. Uh, okay. this, this is cool. what happens, folks, with the randomizer. It just sort of throws us anywhere, I mean, you know. Where, whereas we would have chosen to go to two hundred seventy six, right? right? You know, the Doctor Falls, uh, the which has come uh, up a lot, <laughs> mostly yeah. because
1: I like to talk about Cybermen and how. Their, yeah. their fundamentals have changed over the years uh, we did somehow would a great Balls one stuff.
0: yeah a great one for the dog for the randomized center six we could have talked about having gone to the tenth planet we could have talked about attacking the sideman the whole Tlos mondas thing mm-hmm. but no no <laughs> the randomizer wants to be random wants and, us to dine uh, on some light. yeah eat some light i think you know what it is the randomizer heard me talking about my my concern that it was burning through really good episodes too fast uh, Ah. (laughs) we did that whole mini episode on it. the randomizer's like right okay you want some filler let's hit you with some premium filler (laughs) you didn't know you were Uh, challenging it you did though we have to be careful
1: about what we say yeah, we do but memory. we'll say it again and keep saying it uh, next mm-hmm. week when we come back and to talk about the Eaters of Light guys this has been Pull to Open thank you so much for listening uh, we're a podcast if you have not yet subscribed to the podcast please do we are available on all your fine services you want your Stitcher you want your a- Amazon Music your Spotify your Google Podcasts we got it all for you just go ahead and please subscribe and while you're there leave a review they really do help the podcast reach more ears the more ears we listen to the more reviews you get and the quicker (laughs) we're gonna find someone to get that prize trust me it's gonna be awesome
0: Um, oh my god i can't wait to ask another question about the prize (laughs) in the next episode (laughs) looking forward to that you should be looking forward to it too look forward to it look also
1: also look forward to our posts on tiktok we're very active on tiktok posting clips of the show uh feel free to follow us there at poll 2 Open. All one word, yeah. or go over to Instagram and Twitter where we are at Pull to Open sixty three. Lots of stuff going on there too. And hey, don't forget we're also yeah. on YouTube. You can watch us as you listen to us if you desire. We're on YouTube. Yeah, uh, just search for Pull to Open and Doctor
0: Who, and you will find us. I feel safe to say we are going to own Terminus TikTok. <laughs> Terminus TikTok, look out! Terminus TikTok, that's it's us. We own it. Forget we own it. it we own it Don't until it
1: explodes causing another chain reaction <laughs> okay I already did that one but
0: you know what I mean guys, that's fun. how TikTok was created yes <laughs> it has been fun alright
1: we'll see you next time for Eaters of Light take care
0: eat some light bye guys